What did you think of our gaming podcast that we released on Wednesday? Honestly, I thought it was awesome. Like, it's crazy how this woman, Terry, can literally play this game with mind control. Like, I didn't know that that was even a thing. Like, she's using EEG to use her mind to play this game. Hello, all of you beautiful people. This is Caleb Boudreaux, the editor-in-chief of ExtraordinaryLife.online. And this is Morgan, the lead lifestyle writer. And today we have a little bit of a holiday episode as this kind of falls in the middle of Valentine's Day and Mardi Gras for South Louisiana. So it's going to be a pretty interesting one. Yeah, I'm um, excited for it. Oh, definitely. So this past week was Mardi Gras. We, uh, no, not Mardi Gras. Valentine's Goodness, Day. all over the place. Valentine's Day. Um, so um, everybody knows what Valentine's Day, but do you know how it actually started? Honestly, all I remember from going to Catholic school is that we learned that it's St. Valentine's Feast Day. That's the only thing that I remember. So it's kind of like up in the air about what actually started it. Um, some believe um, that Valentine's Day was there to commemorate uh, St. Valentine's death and mm -hmm. burial. But according to the History Channel, which, I mean, this is the same company that makes, you know, ancient aliens and right. <laughs> pawn stars and everything. Um According to them, the Christian church, and this is word for word, uh, the Christian church may have decided to play St. Valentine's Feast Day in the middle of February in an effort to Christianize the pagan celebration of Lupercalia. Celebrated at the Ides of February or 15th of February, Lupercalia was a fertility festival dedicated to Faunus, the Roman god of agriculture, as well as the Roman founders Romulus and Remus, which the founding of Rome is an interesting tale, too. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that from school. I am really bad at history, so I, I oh, really yeah. don't. I think we had this conversation earlier. Yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Morgan. Do guns belong in 1886? <laughs> According to me, they do. Uh, or haven't. <laughs> <laughs> so... um. Let's see. To begin the festival, members of the Luperci, an order of Roman priests, would gather at a sacred cave where the infants Romulus and Remus, the founders of Rome, were believed to have been cared for by a she-wolf or Lupa. The priests would then sacrifice a goat for fertility and a dog for purification. That is wild. Like, I can't... <laughs> Like, you know, what? there's actually a dog festival in uh, China, and it is not what you think it is. It is not to celebrate dogs. Oh God, I don't, I don't know if I want to know. <laughs> um, but so that after sacrificing the goat and the dog, they would then strip the goat's hide into strips. Well, obviously, that's what stripping is. Anyway, um, <laughs> dip them into the sacrificial blood and take to the streets. 
gently slapping both women and crop fields with the goat hide. Oh my God. Far from being fearful, Roman William... Wait, Roman Williams. <laughs> Robin Williams. <laughs> he Roman, was there. Come on, all, all you gotta do is read a screen, Caleb. Rom, <laughs> Roman, Roman women welcome the touch of the hides because it was believed to make them more fertile in the coming year. Later in the day, according to the legend, all the young women in the city would place their names in a big urn, where the city's bachelors would then choose a name and become paired for the year with the chosen woman. These matches often ended in marriage. Okay, all I'm going to say about that is, thank God I am not a woman living in the year 270, because that sounds absolutely terrifying. So you telling me you would not want to get slapped in the face with goat skin covered no, in goat and dog No, I mean, blood? come on. Like, that does not sound appeasing at all. Eh, I mean, who hasn't had a little bit of blood on him every now and again? <laughs> oh my God. You, you've obviously never been to a boucherie. I've never been to a boucherie. And you might have to explain what a boucherie is to some people. So a boucherie is a festival in South Louisiana. Um, for those of you who aren't in South Louisiana. Um, and they would essentially butcher a pig. And I'm probably going to butcher the explanation along with the pig. <laughs> um, but they would then butcher the pig and serve it to everyone there. Mm-hmm. You know they can't actually do that anymore. Boucheries? So you can do a boucherie. You can like slaughter at your the house. pig. Yeah. No, no, no. You can slaughter the pig. Oh, okay. But you can't serve it. Why? Because it's a health code violation now. I know people who have boucheries that serve pig. In private, yes, gotcha. that's fine. But if you're oh, in a yeah, public in... festival, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're you saying. You can't like, and you can't sell the meat either. Okay, yeah. Because it's, like, not cleaned. It's not, yeah. So it's, it's, it's. Gotcha. But, yeah, it's to help. um, If I remember the explanation correctly, it's, it's based on the old Cajun tradition of not wasting anything. So Mm. everything made for the day would be from that pig. So you would have hog head cheese. Buddha, wow. sausage, the butt ribs. of the pig, which is the yeah. best, the crackling. Oh yeah, so good. Every time I cook um, a jambalaya, I'll take the excess fat off of the um, the Boston butt, which is a shoulder roast. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll take all the extra fat off of it and make cracklings. Yeah, that sounds while I'm, good. While I'm we got to do that again soon. Yeah. Man. So. With that being said and out of the way, what did you get your 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 wonderful Valentine <laughs> for Valentine's Day? Because, you know, you finally succeeded with online dating here. Yes. So the guy that I'm seeing asked me to be his Valentine, and I was very, very smitten by it. Um, so I decided, okay, like, this is my first Valentine's Day that I'm celebrating with anybody ever. What am I going to get him, you know? So, I was just originally going to plan to just get him a card, you know, be pretty basic, get a card, write in it. And then I just so happened to be at the mall the other day, and I went into Bath and Body Works, and all of the men's products were 50% off. So, therefore, I had to, of course, get some men's products. 
So I got a candle. If those of you who are familiar with the mahogany teakwood scent, I got him that. Some room spray and lotion. Um, and also the eucalyptus spearmint scent of body and massage oil. So I got him that. And of course I got the, the card and I put everything into a bag. And on the card, like on the left side, I wrote some like song lyrics. And then on the right side, I wrote like a little sweet note. So that's what I got him. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like a, a stereotypical like girls gift. See, like maybe I, would, I don't know. I mean, like I said, this is my first Valentine's Day. You know, yeah, you cut know. me some slack. I'll, I'll give you a little bit of slack this time. Okay. I, I would be the type of person to give somebody like poopery. Oh yeah. Not, not, not potpourri. Poopery. Yes, yes. It's a, it's a little spray that you spray in the toilet before yes. you. Yes. You know. But do you think he's gonna like the gift? Like that you got him? Yeah. Well, of course. Okay. Good. All right. <laughs> I mean, me and my significant other always, you know, or I say always, we, we've decided to do it later this year simply because everything's inflated, you know, restaurants yeah. are all, um, restaurants are all like ridiculously packed with people that, you know, want to celebrate on the 14th. But so we just, we're like, let's do it on the 15th. That sounds cool, honestly. Like, I mean, the flowers are all half price. Yeah, that makes sense. Because stores all overbuy them. Yeah. Candy's half price. Yeah. Cards are half price. So it's like, why wouldn't you just, like, move it a day behind? A day behind. I don't think there's like... anything wrong with that, honestly. I mean, Valentine's Day, in my opinion, it really is a cliche day. Because... The way that my partner and I feel is that you you should always want to celebrate or like not you know celebrate love and be romantic all the time, you know? Well, yeah. So like, this is just like an extra special day just to make it more even more, I guess, romantic. Yeah, but like if you're if you're how to put it, like the best partner that you can possibly be all 365 days of the year, why does one day make a difference you know yeah i don't know i guess it's just to show that extra appreciation of like hey i love you like i don't know it's just it's just another day with chocolates and flowers and maybe a stuffed animal i don't know it's just all those little things so have you even obviously you you said this is your first um valentine's day with a partner have you had like a Valentine's Day where like a crush gave you something at school or like never? Only my parents. Only my parents <laughs> have ever given me Valentine's Day gifts. Man, I remember. Oh, I don't. I think it was like fifth or sixth grade. Oh wow. Uh, it was it was a long time ago. Um, I had this huge crush on one of the. Like, so in, in the school I was going in at the time, we had, like, high school started out early, right? So, technically, you start out in high school at, like, sixth grade? Mm-hmm. And then it was, like, sixth through twelfth. Okay, yeah. So, like, 
elementary school was first through sixth, and then um, middle school. Middle school was sixth through twelve. Yeah. So with that, we had people who were in the sixth grade mingling with you know eighth, ninth, tenth graders, um, and all the way up to twelve, obviously. But I had this huge crush on one of the like senior high. Uh, saxophone players and I was a saxophone player too at the time so like I went all out oh god I want to hear this so like had this big basket made um how many years was this apart were y'all shit I don't even know um maybe like two or three so you were like in sixth grade and she was like a freshman I think so wow (laughs) that's actually pretty funny I found out her favorite flower um her favorite chocolate and just like surprised her with it like all at once just handed her the basket and what happened nothing like she just said thank you yeah i mean like she was flattered but i mean obviously like what do you what do you say at that point like i don't think she was dating anyone obviously i wasn't but like it was that you know like what do you do at that point yeah i mean especially with that age gap at a middle schooler versus a high schooler like yeah that's you know it's like okay so my partner and i were 11 years apart but that's like different whenever you're in your 20s and 30s versus like you know whenever i was 15 he was 25 yeah you know what i'm saying like it's a little cringe bro yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean i don't know the way we see it is like yeah i mean i can't now. i can't say anything um, Amber and I are nine years apart. Yeah, that's not bad. I don't think there's anything wrong with it whenever you get to a certain age. Yeah. But I mean, what's your, what's your favorite thing about them to kind of make that age gap more digestible? Because like you, you don't just wake up one day and be like, you know what? I want to date somebody, you know, 15, 10, 15 <laughs> years older than me. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, obviously, maturity is a big thing. And I would say, like, he is super, super thoughtful, like, remembers things, like, just the little things mm-hmm. about me. And um, I don't know, I just, my favorite thing is just how, how like I said, how thoughtful he is. Yeah. I mean, definitely being thoughtful is extremely, you know, a good thing. Yeah. I mean. And he's romantic. I mean, I cooked for him the other day and he brought me a single pink rose. Like, how sweet is that? And he brought me cheesecake, too. So, not just for me, but for us to share. Um, Not like a family pack of Oreos. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, I mean. So, tell me, okay. With with this cheesecake, please tell me there was a um, a lady in the tramp style moment where you both went in with your spoons and you no we actually no we actually didn't even eat the cheesecake like it just sat in my fridge after like he got it for both of us but we ended up not eating the cheesecake so were there other things my sister and I my sister and I ended up eating the cheesecake later on I'm gonna ignore that question (laughs) (laughs) but um. I'd like to keep some privacy. <laughs> well, of course, you know. 
Um, so the second uh, holiday that we have coming up is Fat Tuesday, which, believe it or not, is not um, not based off of a picture of me. <laughs> but uh, so everybody in South Louisiana believes that, you know, it's just a local holiday where schools are let out there are parades things like that but you know we're not actually the only state or even country to celebrate it i actually knew that and i only know about this because my dad traveled the world growing up so obviously he's going to like brazil a couple times and i know that brazil has carnival what they call it yeah which is a huge celebration it's very similar um but even like in louisiana if you take a Cajun Mardi Gras versus the New Orleans Mardi Gras, it's like two totally different worlds. Yeah, Courier de... Well, I will probably butchered that pronunciation. Courier de... Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras, yeah. I'm not good with French, but... Yes. I think that one's really interesting, though, because... Like, grown men getting drunk, chasing down a chasing chicken. Chasing chickens. I've actually never experienced it. My sister goes every year to it, and she has told me some terrifying stories. So, basically, like... You wear a mask yes. with your outfit, right? And if you take your mask off, they beat you with a whip and they pour whiskey on you. Like, that's terrifying. I, that's something I don't want to participate in. I'm not trying to get... Not like a some... surgical mask like we had to wear for the pandemic, but a, like, actual, a, like, like a face ball, mask. Like, like a, a ball gown type of, like, cover your face type of mask. Yes, yes. Like, none of your face is visible. Right. You're not, they're not supposed to know who you are. Exactly. But yeah, I know and that, that kind of ties into like the original history of gumbo yeah, where it would yeah. be like a neighborhood thing. You would bring your leftovers and it all get mm -hmm. put into a soup. Yeah, which is the gumbo. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's very interesting. But like it, it's so what it's supposed to be um, ties into like the the idea of fasting. Mm -hmm. It's actually so, a Catholic holiday. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's fasting in the sense that, so you can, it's actually medically healthy. There have been studies proven to show that fasting is actually good for you if you know how to do it correctly. Yeah. And like, before you fast for like a week, you have to eat like a, a certain amount of like good carbohydrates, mm -hmm. good thing, like good, um, like nutrients basically from solid foods. Right. And that way your body has that on top of, you know, the the water and vitamins that you drink and all so, of that. So, you know what? The... You know what doesn't make sense to me about the whole fasting part during the season of Lent is that so for Catholics on Fridays, you're not supposed to eat meat because you're fasting, right? But people will go and eat pounds and pounds and pounds of boiled crawfish or boiled shrimp. And I'm like, this defeats the whole purpose. <laughs> like, so, you're not fasting. So the fun, uh, I've always heard from my old French teacher in high school, um, which she's fantastic. Um, she told us that it wasn't always like that. Like, you were actually supposed to fast completely on Fridays. Mm, You're not right. supposed to eat anything, anything from midnight to midnight. Oh, wow. And 
um, the only reason why the the art of eating seafood, um, art being, you know, a fill-in for the lack of a better term, mm-hmm. um, the reason why seafood is allowed was to help fishermen because they would go out, get all this food, and they, they can't do anything with it. Right. That makes sense, I guess. Like, so, like, you're allowed to eat. Now it's become a delicacy. Yeah. You know? Seafood's so expensive. Yeah. I mean, especially now, and like, nowadays with inflation, like, yeah. I haven't even looked to see how much it is for crawfish, and I don't, I don't want to see. Like, we have, um, I know, I think it's like, if you go to a restaurant and get it, I think it's like 40 or 50 for five pounds. Mm-mm. That's expensive. Yeah. It used to be like $25, I think. I'm but from what I hear, after Lent, it drops significantly. Like, they raise yeah. prices during during Lent because obviously... Because obviously everyone's going to go eat it. Yeah. Yeah. So, but um, have you had any wild stories celebrating Mardi Gras as a kid? Uh, so I'm gonna be honest. We never really celebrated Mardi Gras as a kid. I started celebrating it my senior year of high school and in college. And this was obviously during a time where I was drinking. Okay, for those of you who don't know, I am sober now, three years. So I love how you say that in such a patronizing tone. Like, listen, listen. obviously. <laughs> You guys don't know, so I'm going to tell you. Yeah, no, it's not a bad thing. Obviously, I'm happy to be sober, but uh, I'm saying it in this tone because I'm like, man, like, you know, back in the day, I've done some pretty embarrassing things. So, I don't know, I guess. So, they have CPMG, which is the Church Point Mardi Gras, and that gets pretty crazy it's a pretty traditional mardi gras where they have the career de mardi gras but they also have excuse me they have the parade well people are going just to get drunk and messed up right mm-hmm. so my senior year, i don't remember this is my senior year or my freshman year of college it was one of those years i had to pee really really bad okay okay and there are no public restrooms. There was like no porta potties around. So my friend and I went behind this gas station and we just, you know, pulled our pants down and used the restroom. Behind a gas station. But yeah, like it was like, I remember, I, I very kind of remembered like it was like near a fence. Like, I, I don't know how else to explain it because I was so drunk. And I was like, I just need a pee. <laughs> oh, my know? God. Yeah, like, where's the bathroom? So, and there was no bathroom. So we did that. And nobody, I don't think anyone saw us. Thank the Lord. But um, that that's, you know, a pretty wild story that I have personally that I have been affected by from Mardi Gras. Um, so, yeah, if you're going out there, just please know that restrooms are limited there was one year where we did knock on some random person's house and they let us use their bathroom so we had that going for us but other than that if you are attending Mardi Gras and if you're planning to drink any type of fluid good luck (laughs) (laughs) see the last one that I covered for the newspaper um was the one in St. Martinville 
Um, they had like contacts already lined up. So I had a balcony view oh, that way nice. I can get like views of all the streets, all the people, um, where the old alligator bar was. I don't know where that is. Um, so, you know, the corner, well, the corner of main street okay. and like, like here's the church and right yeah. next to it is yeah. the, okay. yeah. so, um, essentially I have a direct line of sight to all of the floats coming down the street. Like yeah. they, they're coming at me head on. Then they have the bend in the road mm-hmm. to keep going down main street. So, um, while I'm sitting there waiting, uh, like I literally walked, like I parked miles out and then walked mm-hmm. just because there were that many There's people no, there. Yeah. Um, before I think I had gotten there 30 to 40 minutes before, um, that way I can check in with the, the, the location that's letting me sit on the balcony and they're having a private party. So I talked to them and they're like, sure. Yeah. Come on up. And, uh, sitting there talking to them, you know, um, getting to know everybody that way. It's not awkward in the moment that I get there to the moment that the parade finishes. And I'm pretty sure this was the last parade that they actually had in St. Martinville for Mardi Gras, Mm -hmm. or at least I forget what the crew was called that did it. I think it was, I think it was a newcomers parade. Mm -hmm. Um, there were at least four or five ambulances. What? Yeah, that came wow. from the south side of town. Oh my gosh. Like, had to blare the sirens to move people out of the street to get them yeah, to get through it. It's like, such a dangerous event, honestly. Like, so many people die and just get really hurt from either Either trampling or just... I mean, all to catch Pissing the, the wrong person off. Yeah, yeah, literally, just to go and catch bees. Like, it makes no sense. Yeah, like there were people who had like a burner on church grounds, like burning the grass because like, oh, they not only the church, but even like the city as a whole were just pissed. Yeah, there were like entire parking pylons pulled out of the ground because people got wild. Like it was why? Yeah, yeah, it just... Like I get the the historical and cultural significance of the right. event as a whole, but like, come on, you don't need to be doing things like this. Right. Just and to... I think it's an excuse for people just to get drunk and act the ass. Yeah. To be honest with you, that's what it's come to recently. Yeah, I think so. Like I, I refuse to even go to uh, New Orleans anymore. I've been there one year and I refuse for Mardi Gras. Yeah. So I actually went last year. For my first time ever to New Orleans for Mardi Gras, I was there for like five days. And don't get me wrong, I'm grateful that I had the experience. But I was like, this is enough for me. And I actually, for this year, I got invited to go to a house party for the Endymion, um, the Endymion Parade. Which is a pretty big one. It's a huge one. And I had gone to that one last year. But, like, the hotel rooms are, like, when I tell you, between $700 to $1,000 a night. Like, it's outrageous the people that go stay, you know, for Mardi Gras. Like, it's crazy. Last year, whenever I went, I got to stay at my friend's house, which was nice. But this year, I'm like, it's not happening. I'm not going to New Orleans. I'm not going to any local parades i'm just it's not my thing yeah no i would not do that in a million years so what are you doing this year 
that I'm not doing anything. I might go to Austin, Texas. I mean, to be honest with you. I, I, mean, I think I'm working. Yeah. I don't have plans. Definitely avoiding anything. Yeah, that's that has what I'm a... saying. Like, I, I, if anything, I'll travel away from Mardi Gras. No offense to anybody who enjoys it. If that's your thing, kudos to you. But for me personally, it's just, it's not. No, it's really not. So, now that we're done talking about all of the holidays coming up, because like I said, this is smack dab in the middle of two pretty major ones here. Right. Um, What did you think of our gaming podcast that we released on Wednesday? Honestly, I thought it was awesome. Like, it's crazy how this woman, Terry, can literally play this game with mind control like i didn't know that that was even a thing like she's using eeg to use her mind to play this game so do you even know how to say EEG? I, I don't even know what eeg is i don't think i know how to say it i can try Electro, okay. <laughs> Electroencephalogram. 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 <laughs> okay, electroencephalogram. Yeah. Yes, I was, you know, close so, enough. So it essentially um, it measures the brain activity. Yeah. And she so uses cool. a, a piece of software to translate that into keybinds. I don't even know what a keybind is. <laughs> oh, so a keybind is like uh, if I do um, Alt F four on a keyboard, mm-hmm. it closes a a window. So, like if I hit Alt F four right now, it'll close um, the program that we're using to record this very podcast. Hmm. Um, but all I have to do is reprogram that, and it'll do something completely different. So essentially, if she thinks of, um, I believe she said that she a spinning plate, um, a spinning plate will be the same thing as um, R one on her controller, which is a light attack. That is insane. So the the map or the activity that comes from her thinking of that mm-hmm. activates that spell. I mean, it, it's something that obviously I've never heard of. I don't, and like you said, like I don't think a lot of people are actually. She's the first one that I know of right. that ever did it. Yeah, like it's amazing. It really is. Um, whenever we reached out, I had just heard about it, and I'm like, this, this is incredible. Like this was why we started to do things in gaming, yeah. um, just to showcase incredible things like this, and like. And to think that people haven't tried to do it before. But, mm-hmm. I mean, she has a master's degree in psychology. Like, right. She is a clinical uh, blah, 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 clinical psychologist. Yes. So she knows what she's doing yeah. when it comes to the brain, for sure. It's not like she's just some random gamer that's like, all right, let's try this little device out. Like, she yeah. actually knows about the brain and brain, brain waves and emotions and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So cool. So, um, I mean, you, you game a little bit. 
Do you think you could do something like that? I'm, honestly, I would love to try something like that out. I think it would be a little difficult because, I, you know, from what she was talking about, you know, when she was saying, oh, I don't show much emotion when I play. It's mostly like on my brain waves and stuff. For me personally, I know the video that we streamed, I was showing lots of emotion. <laughs> like, my, I mean, there's a picture, I think, that you had screenshot and my face was just like, like my jaw dropped yeah. <laughs> because of the pop scares, you know. So I think I mean it would be something uh, really cool. Yeah, and it's funny because um, so she was saying she's whenever she plays horror games, she's usually kind of stone faced. You know, right. she doesn't show much emotion, but using the EEG, you kind of can't hide that. Right. Like you can be as stone faced as you want, but your brain's still gonna react to that like jump mm-hmm. scare, that stimulus. So it was it was really interesting to hear that. Yes. So. Yeah. Super cool. So it would be it would be interesting to see um exactly how far she ends up taking that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it'd be really cool. But we will definitely try having her on again and seeing uh like after a while, see how it progresses and yeah. stuff like that. That'd be awesome. Well, Um, that's about it for us. So if you haven't kind of, um, seen the pattern, uh, we we do, um, the lifestyle and kind of administrative, um, podcast for an extraordinary life, um, on Sundays administrative. Cause it's kind of like, you know, the insights and stuff like that. It, it, It doesn't have to be just lifestyle stuff. Um, but we'll do that on Sundays and then every Wednesday we'll have a gaming podcast where we talk about cool things in gaming, um, showcase incredible gamers, kind of like Perry that do things that are just completely unheard of. So, um, check us out there and check us out here every week and follow to make sure you don't miss anything. So once again, I am Caleb, the editor in chief. And I'm Morgan, the lead lifestyle writer. Thank you guys for listening. Have a wonderful evening.